We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's so I'm actually going to say it's a bad day to be a Yankee fan this time because because listen, we're six and three. I know. But we're recording this Monday, five o'clock. Have you been on Twitter today? Not not a ton. Who got hurt? Evan Gaddis. Oh, oh, I saw that. Has just and so it's just bringing up all this Astro shit again that like. I'm really looking to move on from. I thought we were over. And that's why I, it's a bad day right now in this few hours because people are just fucking, you know, like we're going to strip the Astros of the World Series six years ago. Let it go, guys. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Plus, like, Evan Gaddis is on one. Like, I hope everything's good with him, but he has a history of, like, mental and, like, substance like it wasn't issues. he homeless or something or he was a yeah, yeah I, I think he did like he he dealt with like anxiety and stuff like that um you know and i think there were some drugs involved i don't remember i used to know the story it was like a heroic thing that he got back to the big leagues so like hopefully he's okay and he's not going through like an episode or i i, I don't know how to phrase it like politically correct but i hope everything's all right but you know I don't know. I'm not putting too much into the stuff that he's tweeting. We already knew everything. We we knew they knew what pitches were coming. We also got our asses kicked in 19 and 22. So I don't I'm sorry. I, I don't care. Any, I don't care about 2017 anymore. Like I've let it. I've let that go and buried that a while ago. All right. Well, so then I guess it's a good day. We're six and three, man. You can you can't win a pen in April, but you can lose one. And we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we're six and three. I was on ESPN Syracuse earlier today. And, you know, because. I talked about it on this show. I talked about it there a couple weeks ago where I was just like, you know, I think it's Yankees Blue Jays. Right. And then I don't think I think the Orioles will be exciting for a little bit, which they could be. I think the Red Sox are going to stink. But then you never know what the Rays are going to do. So I compared it earlier today to like as you're trying to figure out the division now. It's like when AMC and GameStop were like the big stocks. And you, if you put on like MSNBC or something, they would just be – or CNBC. They'd be like, well, you know, if you look at like the pivot chart of – it's like, no, dude, none of that matters. We're ta- It's AMC. It's the internet. It's Reddit. Like th- nothing matters right now. None of the traditional stuff matters, and that's the raise every year. They're always going to find a way. I'm not saying they don't have talent. They obviously have very talented people on their team. But you also have 26 guys playing very hard so they can get traded. Every single time they have 26 guys playing hard. They also pretty much every pitcher that they have throws 97 or above or they throw like 82 and we just can't hit it. There's no there's no in between. They either have like a Nestor or a Tyler Glass now. There's nobody just throwing like 93. It's either under 85 or over 97. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, and they're not going to go 162 and 0. But we're on pace. So the thing is, like, we're on pace for 107 wins. 
this isn't a 107 win team because you're going to get into the dog days. You may get into the dog days of April, but definitely like June, July, August, injury bugs come. But, you know, when you woke up on March 30th and got ready to head to the train, if I said, listen, we get together on April 10th, Yankees will be six and three. Donaldson's on the shelf. Sevy's throwing a good bullpen. Rodon did two innings in a simulated game. He's going to do more this week. You sign up for that in a second. Every single time. And I think I tweeted this uh, maybe yesterday or the day before, but 18, 19 and 21, they started off really poorly. It was like five and 10, six and 13. Like it, it's annoying having to play catch up. And I like the fact that we don't have to do that. And to every game counts the same. Like a game today, the game tonight counts just as much as the one on September 18th. Yeah. So you got to win. And they're they're in a good position now where things get a little hairy. They have a, at least they're not at least they're not playing from behind. Yeah, we're not playing from behind. I mean, yeah, we're three games back in the division, but like you can't even really look at that stuff yet because it's so early in the season. I think that when you look at our division, the Yankees and the Blue Jays are playing the closest to what they're actually going to be. 100%. I'm also just in a good mood because I've been to two games. I saw two wins, you know, a weekend. It's pretty good. Pretty good start just as a fan. It is. It's a really good start. How was Saturday in Baltimore? Baltimore was awesome. The forecast was shitty, but it ended up being not as cold as I thought. Good crowd, maybe 30, 30,000 fans. I was at Pickles, had a had a cigar at Pickles, which was cool. Realized I messaged your boy uh, RDT and confirmed he was there. with him. Well, he was there Friday. I don't think he was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I asked him because I was like, I've seen people smoking cigars at Pickles tailgates before. Is that allowed or is it just a look the other way thing? And he said, no, it's allowed. So brought a cigar, had a couple of cold ones. Oh, went like in. out in the outside area. Yeah, it was yeah, great. You could, yeah, you could smoke there. I'm yeah. smoking heaters there all the time. Uh, sat like fifth row outfield, like above that new high wall, which is like the Stanton moonshot was maybe like two sections over for me, but I had a nice clear view of that. It was a great night, man. It's a great stadium. Always a good time. I can't go in July, so I had to make sure. I got there this past weekend. I would say, like, obviously I love Billy's and there's a part of like just going to the Bronx, going to New York that like, you know, Billy's has a special place like in my heart for forever. Pickles is. If it's not Billy's like Pickles is my favorite place to go before a baseball game, just because like they've got the inside. It's multiple levels, multiple bars. They've got the outside. They're smart about it. Like they set up, uh, you know, like the beer stand so you can just go and grab a beer, keep it moving. You know that you don't have to like if you are someone who smokes or, you know, you're someone in your group smokes. You don't have to like leave and right, get in right. a line to come back or try to get be like, hey, can you remember me so I can skip the line? It's just, you know, it's nice. The whole area to me is definitely it has a special place in my heart just from a nostalgia. I mean, I've been going to games to Camden Yard since I was seven or eight. So it's just yeah. every time I'm there, it's just a great experience. It's it's also like when you leave Billy's, like the time you leave Billy's to being in your seat at, at Yankee Stadium is at least 45 minutes. Camden Yards, you walk out of Pickles and you're there's no line. You're in your seat in eight minutes. It's just a completely different experience. The biggest obstacle at both places is Yankee fans. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, you know. Right. I don't know who the Orioles are playing tonight, but I'm sure you could probably walk right in, right in. And it, it's right there. But no, it was a great it was a great time, even with the even with the wall. I, I still think them moving the fence back was was stupid, but it was probably usually when I'm there. I feel like it's a lot more Yankee fans. This was a pretty firm 50 50, maybe because it was opening weekend. Yeah, it's opening weekend. weekend. They've got, you know, Adley. They've got some exciting young players. Like, I think there's going to be times when they, it's a really exciting team. Are they, you know, for them, their World Series is playing for 500. So it's yeah. going to get, you know, as the season goes on, they're going to, you know, have some excitement for that. And, you know, we don't play them as often. So we're not going to be the ones who they're trying to, like, ruin our good time, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, you can't make it in July. Can't make it in July. So this is my one. This is my one shot. Like, normally night game early April is not the most a holiday weekend is not the most tempting but you know I, I made it work ten dollar ten dollar amtrak home i didn't realize that i live i kind of forgot that i live more north now and i didn't realize that it was going to take longer to get home than it would from yankee stadium to where i live now so i kind of mentally underestimated the trip home if that makes sense 
What do you mean? Isn't it like, well, I mean, yeah, because you have to go to Trenton and Philly to Trenton's like another 20 minutes. Well, yeah, I basically, right. I kind of have to go past Newtown to get to Trenton and then come back down. So like yeah. basically that Amtrak's an hour 50. The Amtrak from New York is about an hour. So it was actually gotcha. considerably longer, but it, no, it was still, still fun. And I'll be honest, when it was first and third, no outs, I thought we were going to, I mean, I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be an ugly one. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that first inning could have been very ugly. Yeah. No, there was a chance where it was like, is this when the wheels are going to start falling off for us? You know, it's early in the season, but, you know, is that carriage turning back into a pumpkin? But Burrito's been dealing, you know, and I think one of the things is I worry that as fans, because we all the time we lose like focus on the job that people are actually there to do. Yes. Like he's not an ace. He's not supposed to be an ace. We've really settled down a lot with Nestor as like Nestor's not an ace. He's not even considered like I think if everyone's healthy, we're just like, oh, it's Cole, Rodon, Sevy, then Nestor. He's a number four starter. And we've lowered some of our expectations for him. He's stepped he steps up and he overperforms that. But with Brito, I want to make sure we do the same thing. And it's not like, oh, he's supposed to, you know, give up one run ever. His job is to throw strikes and keep us in the game. And to be honest, Brito is doing what Schmidt can't like, like yes. this is a very clear side by side. Brito goes out there. He throws strikes. He battles. He doesn't give in and he, and he just pounds the zone. Schmidt nibbles. He's tentative. He throws balls in the dirt. He walks guys like, man, like, I feel like this is a very clear side by side. Like you're seeing why Clark Schmidt isn't good enough when you see what Brito can do with like yeah. the same stuff. Schmidt's trying to Smith's trying to get cute and go nine innings. Brito's happy to be here and get, you know, the major league per diem before they send him back to Scranton. <laughs> right. He's so much looser on the mound. Yeah. Well, cause there's a, you know, there's a certain, like he's got nothing to lose, right? He's young. So if it doesn't, you know, if he went out there in these two starts and got shelled, well, who knows if he'd even have the second start, but like he'd still get other opportunities down the line. There's still stuff to do with him. And if you bring that mentality and, you know, you, you go, you prepare, you watch the tape, you, you know, you sit down with Matt Blake, do everything you got to do. You talk to your catchers and you just go do the work. You don't have to be like this. You don't have to start the all-star game. No, he could be like this team's Aaron Small or Sean Chacon. Like you remember those no-name guys that came yeah. in and just had, you know, a great year for us, taking the ball every five days and throwing throwing strikes. And and to me, he he stays in the rotation. Like you know, whenever Rodon and Severino get back, to me, Schmidt's got to get bumped first. Like you can't if Schmidt's gonna go two and a third, three and a third with five runs every single start, and Brito's gonna give you five innings. You got to keep Brito in there. Yeah. Schmidt sucks. Herman sucks. Yes. Like the, you know, these guys aren't going to done. And I'm a, I'm a hot hand guy. I so you know, Trevino's a all-star gold Glover. I think platinum glove last year, but I say all the time, like, Oh, if Higgy hits two home runs in a game, fucking play him the next day. He's seen the ball. Well, let's just, let's do that. Let's keep that moving. He's going to cool off. Brito will probably cool off at some point, but for right now, we don't need nine innings. Go out there. Give us five innings. Keep us in the game. Keep it close. Like, he can go out there and give us four solid innings. You know, if the bullpen's rested, and it's better than giving up five runs over six innings. No question. And and especially now, the pen – let's just go to the pen. It's pretty – the pen's pretty banged up. So they just moved Canely to the 60-day. Uh, they said it's not a setback. Yeah, That's it's just bullshit. like it's cool. I yeah, saw yeah, that quote no. from Boone like – no, this is actually a good thing. This is actually a good thing for us. <laughs> this is the classic. I think when he originally had the bicep tendonitis, they were like, oh, he'll he'll miss a week. Like he's not going to throw for five days and it, it's going to go from a week to July 4th. Book it. Yeah. Oh, easy. But yeah, no, just the like, no, this is it's like um, I keep bringing up politics, but it'll be like, Don, you know, Donald Trump will get caught with like a bunch of stuff. And like, this is why this is bad for Democrats. <laughs> It's just like like the New York Times does that. It's just like, yeah, he went to the 60 day DL. This is why this is good for Yankee. fans. Right, right. He's saving up all those hundred mile an hour fastballs for the playoffs. He's on the 60 day. Loisaga to the IL with elbow inflammation. 
anytime I hear elbow, that's a that's two months, probably minimum with him. And Lewisic is always hurt. He's kind of always on the IL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we I mean we have guys who get injured. We did say like going into this season, obviously our closer is an all star one time, but for the most part, like it, it's held together with fucking like duct tape and chewing gum and a little bit of spit. It really is. Efros is down. Um, Lou Trevino is down. I've kind of already forgotten about him, but here they can't, they need to be careful with King because last year the same kind of stuff happened and they just kept trotting King out there for two innings every single time and his arm snapped off. So they, you know, they can't, they can't overdo it with him early and, and lose him for the year again. I mean, I know it, it's tempting and they used to do this with Chad green. They used to do it with Dellen and just run these guys into the ground. They have to manage King over the long haul, especially with everybody else that's down. Yeah. I mean, we've, we really have clay Holmes and Wandy Peralta. I mean, Wandy's got a zero ERA. Oh, and uh, he's like, he's the best because he looks so unfazed by being on the mound in a big spot. Like, he it looks like he does not care. Very high confidence level with him. Uh, yeah, and they both. So it was, I think, King threw two innings on Saturday. Holmes pitched, I think, Saturday and Sunday. So they're gonna have to be they're gonna have to be pretty creative, especially with Herman, who's a four or five inning guy. Yeah. They're gonna have to be creative on Monday night. Obviously, Tuesday you kind of assume pencil colon for six innings. I like these six ten starts we're getting. I see. Monday. I hate. I hate this. This is a little rushed for me. We gotta record right, right up until I, I like seven. You're not playing in the game. You just have to watch it on the couch. You don't have to stretch or anything. That's <laughs> true. I like seven, man. I'm so used to seven that my entire life it's been seven. Yeah. I don't like change like that. I don't know. Like I like the seven does make it easier to like program your life, but with kids too, dinners at six. So we'll be done here at like six. I go right in and I just throw off whatever my wife's been doing with them. And I put on the baseball game on the <laughs> TV with the pitch clock. Seven o'clock is, is perfect. Now they're like seven to nine 30 is, is perfect, man. This these, pitch games clock's still been, great. these games have been so great. It's, awesome. it's been so great to just like, cause they're like what we do, the amount of games we watch anyone who listens to this. Cause again, like I don't even, Every week I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even fucking tweet out that we have a podcast. Um, we have an addiction. And, like, it's a problem. But it's getting a little better. The pitch clock is like being on the patch. It's helping us quit. It is. And I want to give a shout out to Aaron Boone. We criticize him a lot. I don't think he's a good in-game manager. But he clearly had them ready for these rule changes. We haven't really had any gaffes with it. I think Cole stepped off once and – against yeah, the Phillies, yeah, but like overall on. other teams, the guys are whining about it. They're bitching about it. They're getting penalized for different things. The Yankees coaching staff has gotten them prepared really well. I think for all of these changes, at least thus far, like I thought Boone was going to have a ton of issues with this. I, when Cole had the, the issue, cause then he came out of the game too. Yeah. I was like, you know, this could be bad. Cause you never know. Like Cole's very fired up guy. Like, is he about to lose his shit? get himself ejected or go on some rant, you know, in the post game that we really don't need and doesn't help the team. And he just ate it. It's like, fuck it. That's my fault. Whereas you've seen other guys around the league, you know, they, they get called out and they just, they lose their shit. And so instead of, you know, we're not having any of that. I'll tell you right now, by this point in the season, Brett Gardner would have been a distraction with it. He would have got called out on it. He'd be banging the bat in the dugout. Yeah. You know, it's I I like it. And, you know, when you see the guys complaining about it, it's just like, oh, you just did a whole spring training with this. Like you've had time to adjust. We didn't spring this on you opening day. It's weird. Bryce Harper's not even playing and he's complaining. He's complaining about it from the I.L. Like at least see what it's like first before you start whining. Um, I, I like I just I mean, I get it. There's a lot. To being a major league baseball player, right? It's not, you can't just show up like we did in high school when we last played and just be like, I'm just better than this guy. I'm going to hit. I get it. There's preparation. There's things to think about and stuff like that. But also you're processing that information pretty quickly because for a lot of these guys, it's the only mental skill you have is figuring out what pitch is going to come and hit it. Like I'm sure Bryce Harper's a nice guy, but like, oh, he's a high school dropout. 
Right. So like he doesn't have a lot of shit on his mind. It just I think you could figure it out in 20 seconds. You don't need because he's a guy who it's like I, I think you said last week is like 53 seconds between pitches or something. It's just too much. Yeah, he's the longest. Our guys, our big boppers have had no problem with it. Judge and Stanton. So here's the stat. Last year, Judge's 62 homer season, four home runs in his first 17 games. This year, he's got four home runs in his first nine games. It, 70s in play. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's 70s early. 70s in play. It's early. I mean, yeah, it's in play. It's in play. Like, who knows what balls we're throwing at him? You know, like you never know what's going on. There'll be something that comes out about like Goldilocks balls or some shit like that. But if you put it over the plate, he's going to make you pay, which is great. He's been staying healthy. He's clearly, you know, he didn't take the off season to figure out where he was going to sign and not put in the rest of the work. Um, and I think it was like two years ago or maybe it's beginning of last season where there was like real talk of how he was working the offseason to throw his hands at the ball rather than throw the, the barrel of the bat. And it's paid off. You know, if he's going to get to 50 home runs or he's going to get to 70 home runs, a big part of that does have to do with the rest of the lineup. You know, we are a you know, Rizzo bad swing and, you know, tweaks his back or Stanton with a quad away from judge, not hitting a lot of home runs. Cause there's not that protection in the lineup. So, you know, it is a whole thing I'm excited for. I'm not trying to undercut judge mm-hmm. at all. Like if he yeah. had 70 home runs, no one, no one wants Aaron judge to be more successful than me at this point. You know, we're not trading him. He's never going anywhere. That's our guy. I don't love the contract, but you know, yeah. Hit 70 home runs. It just, it takes, it's too early, I think, to to get there. Although I do enjoy the like someone hits two home runs on opening day, and it's like you know how many home runs they're on pace for. It's fun. It's just fun. Obviously, I'm I'm half kidding with the 70, but it's been fun for me to just watch him refine his game. Like 2017, he was fun to watch, but he was swinging at all those sliders in the dirt. His game just wasn't as refined, and now it just seems like his game is so polished. He only swings at pitches in the zone. He's got like a 450 OBP, and he punishes. Punishes mistakes. He's still playing a plus center field. He he's everything for this for this team right now. Oh yeah, he definitely is. It's you know when you talk about 2017, it's similar to what I just said about like he was just a good player and he could come out there and be better than you. And obviously he went to college and he went through the uh, you know the minor league system, so you pick stuff up there. But I think when you've been a major leaguer for five six years, you really start to like lock in on. Like, what are the things that I have to do on a day to day basis to be ready to play physically, mentally, emotionally? And he's done all of those things and he's handled it with class and, you know, doesn't throw a fit about anything. And to a certain extent, you know, he's going out there and he's putting up these numbers, 364 batting average, 436 OBP, four home runs, seven RBIs. He does have 13 strikeouts, which is like for as good as he sees the strike zone. It, it seems a little high. He's got two stolen bases. Like, he's going to fuck around and go 40-40 just for, like, a goof. Like, 40-40 is very easy for him to do. It is, It is especially with the new rules. And, and Stanton seems like he's seeing the ball really well. He hasn't swung – Stanton hasn't swung at a ton of those four strikeouts. sliders. Only four for him? Judge only has one more at bat than um, Stanton. Judge is 32. Stanton has uh, – Judge is 33. Stanton is 32. Judge has 13 strikeouts. Stanton has four. And Stanton has three bombs, I think, already. Yeah, three bombs, six RBIs, one double for each of them. Um, Yeah. I mean, Judge has five walks compared to Stanton's two. And you know the walks are going to pile up for Judge, especially, you know, with this expanded playoff field. More teams are going to be competitive later. It impacts the trade deadline, but it's going to impact the pitches that people throw to Judge you know, a team that normally their season would be over and guys are trying to make their case to, you know, just get a contract for the next year are now going to, you know, try to make him chase, maybe pitch around him when we get into those September games because they're, you know, playing for the fifth wild card. Yeah, no, he should. He should get more pitches to hit early. And then obviously at the end, if he's got if he's sitting on 56, 57, 58, they're going to stop. But the ball that the ball that Stanton hit on Saturday night, and I think I just mentioned it landed kind of close to me. That was one of the coolest things I've seen live at a game like very few times you see a ball off the bat 
and in less than a second, you know, it's gone. And, that and also there's like an element to it when it's in your general direction. Yes. Yes. Like I could like, kind of read it. I was standing on top of the restaurant for judges first ever home run. Oh, to dead center. Right. Right. Yeah. Much, yeah. So I was standing there. It was literally, I had just met Andrew and Scott like moments before. Yes. It was like a hundred degree. That was like the hundred degree yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like, and that was one that you're just like, holy shit. Like, is this going to hit me? Cause I'm in a place where, so there is a, an added element to it. Like when it happens near you, there was one in the playoffs in 2019 when we were Did in he? like, yeah, when we were in like yeah. 205, it was, that was cool. Like you see, I know that these are obviously not as deep as the Stanton one, but like when it's coming in your general direction, that's really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. That was, and, and the Volpe triple was, was a ton of fun. I, I'm not going to lie. I was there and, Obviously, I had a few beers in me. There was a part of me that was thinking inside the Parker. Like when I saw the ball bounce off the wall and I saw him kind of flying around second, I was like, is he going to try and go all the way? Because he's so fast. You never know. Oh, yeah. He flies around the bases, which is good because even though like to get a triple like that, um, you know, it shows like no fear on the bases. You know, he's got he you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. So we might as well like he's not playing amazingly like he's not Derek Jeter just yet but he's 21 years old yeah he's batting 143 but he's got you know he's got five walks he's got four hits so he's got on base nine times he's stolen three bases in doing that so while it hasn't all come together yet and while there is like you know a tremendous amount of pressure that I don't think any of us could realistically you know imagine being under <laughs> He is, you know, he's finding ways to contribute. He's 21, and he also only played, what, it was like 18 games in AAA? It's not like he played a full season. In, he was in AA most of the year last year, and I think yeah. he came up to AAA, I don't know, end of August, and, and played there for two weeks, and then and then the season ended. I'm not worried about him at all, and he looked really good defensively, at least the game I was at. He was starting double plays and making a lot of diving stops. He's, he's looked really good. I think he's made one error. But I mean, dude, he'll be fine. Talk to me Memorial Day if he's still hitting 150. I'm not concerned about him at all. Yeah, no, I am not at all. I, you know, there's a little bit of chatter of like, well, is this guy, you know, really not that great? And it's like, no, no, he he really is. Because as we've said before, he was third in a three man race to start and won it. Obviously, obviously won this spot. And it's not because of just, you know, if he went out and had plenty of guys have gone out and had the spring training that he had. Jason Dominguez had the spring training that Anthony Volpe had, but there are other things that go into it. Other decision, other parts of the decision, like how a guy handles himself. And I'm sure a thing that they factor in is if this guy goes out there and in the first nine games is batting 150, how is he going to handle that? Oh, and of course they, they think he's going to rebound. Makeup. They, they yeah. definitely consider him mentally. The other thing is, if you know, people are like, oh, well, are they going to sit him and, and try Peraza? The Yankees have thought this out. They are going to give him a long leash. This isn't going to be like well, like with Clint where he had a couple of bad games and they put Gardner in. Like They, they are going to give him every opportunity to get this right. I, I'm not concerned about him at all. I think he's going to be there for a while. And his double play partner, Torres, who we were both kind of negative on coming into the year, I wanted to trade him, still kind of do. He's yeah. playing really well. He's hitting well. Yeah, I, th- I saw something like he was on pace for like the greatest, the best war of all time. Um, but like he's got he's got five stolen bases, which is not what you normally see out of Glaber Torres. Like I don't, you know, we saw a lot of I don't know picture he was in Venezuela or wherever. Like I don't know that he was playing baseball in the off season as much as like he was sitting in the dugout in like a uniform, like he was around a team growing a beard. And I wondered about his focus coming into the year, but like, I don't know, he's clearly got something to prove. I, you know, and I think it would be, I, you know, one of the things we've always liked about him is that his, like his dad's always, his dad's around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to make it as like a dad thing. Like one of the things about Jeter was like his parents are around a lot. Judge's parents are around a lot. Volpe's family's around a lot. So, like, I don't know if, like, maybe someone told him, like, hey, you know, there's a lot of middle infielders in the organization. You are a high, like, probability of getting traded. So either increase your value so that 
it's worthwhile where you're going and you're not just dumped or like show them that you need to be there and you're a part of winning a World Series because Volpe's up, judges around for a long time, Cole's around for a few more years, Rodon's around for a few more years, Stanton's around for a few more years, Dominguez is lingering. Like there, there's going to be like the baby bombers who were Judge and Glaber are now, you know, they're the veterans. We've got more baby bombers potentially coming. Do you want to be the veterans that help push this over the edge because you've got leadership and you've got, you know, still a great skill set? Or do you want to go and, you know, play in Milwaukee because we wanted a, a pitcher? I think seeing Volpe come up was probably a wake up call. Cause if you remember like that used to be Glaber in 2018, he was the golden boy that was coming through. He's only 22. He's only 22 years old. Same thing. And I think seeing it's like, wow, he's, he's almost like, wow, I'm old now. Like there's, there's people coming for me. Like I'm not, I'm not the golden boy anymore. This guy's the golden boy and I have to earn my keep if I'm going to stay here. And he has, he's got OBP over 500. He's got two home runs already. You mentioned the five steals, keep it up. He's comfortable at second. Again, give me look, give me 265 with 25 bombs and we're good. And 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 obviously the consistency, right? Like last year I think it was he had the greatest June of any player and the worst August. Like let's just keep it a little bit more even keeled this year. Yeah, it's about like finding balance, being comfortable. And you know, we talked about like maybe he's realizing that he's kind of he's the old dog. It's a thing that, you know, I think Judge has handled really well in that, like, now that you're making $40 million a year, it's not that impressive. This is the shiny new thing. This is the new kid. This is the kid who is going to, you know, who, if all goes well, he's going to get the $30, $40 million a year contract in five years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, yeah, that's the plan. And the infield, we kept talking about how, oh, there's too many guys for too few spots. This Josh Donaldson injury pretty much solved everything. It takes him out of the lineup. It frees DJ up to play every day. Everybody has their spot now. I love DJ at third with Torres at second and Volpe at short. Rizzo at first. It's perfect. Works for me. And we don't have to watch Donaldson hitting fifth and hitting 140 out of the five hole anymore. And when people need a day off, I know a lot of people don't love it. But like IKF looks good at third base. He's won a gold glove at third base, not a shortstop. So like it's another place where he can contribute. So he doesn't feel like we're burning six million dollars. And then, you know, Oswaldo can play all over the infield, but he's going out there and he's competing as an outfielder. He's been competing well. And I want to I want to stop on IKF for a second. It's all about perspective like for me I always hit first or ninth depending on how good the team was and and you know my teammates loved me if I was hitting in the four hole they wouldn't have loved me because I wouldn't have had the power I wouldn't have been able to do it IKF is a starting shortstop everybody was frustrated because he probably wasn't good enough for that but IKF is a utility guy I fucking love it yeah short third center field he hustles 
it does show like for years I talked about trading judge and that Glaber could move to right field. And people are like, what? Move an infielder. It's not that hard to move if you're a middle infielder to play the outfield. If you're an athlete, especially a corner outfield, like you were talking about right field at Yankee yeah. Stadium. And and IKF looks good in center. I mean, he, lo- he looks like he's a better outfielder than Aaron Hicks already. Yeah. I mean, he's going out there and he's just he's playing baseball. He's being a ball player, which is really all we ever ask for. Um, he could get that that OBP and that batting average up from zero, but you know he ba- baby steps here. It's all about the defense when you're when you're a utility guy, and and IKF will exactly. get a couple of singles. But if he plays a plus a plus third and can handle the outfield, and especially with Bader down, that's been valuable. Yeah, he's helping out in the outfield. He can play some plus third when needed. He's fast, so like he's if you put him in as a pinch runner, you're not just like. All right. Well, now, you know, we're totally fucked. We, you don't need to make a double switch. You don't need to sub out for him also. Yeah, I'd like him to get a hit. You know, he's 0 for 12. Yeah. You know, that'd be great. But I think like that's a lot easier to digest when he's not out there every day. He's not booting balls right up the middle. And at the same time, like he is somehow he is the right handed bat off the bench instead of Aaron Hicks. He is. And I wanted to ask you about, so there was a quote, I think Boone, when Boone, um, he had IKF hit over Hicks, it was either seventh or the eighth inning on Friday. And the reporters asked him about it. And he was like, well, we were looking for a hit, not a walk. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but basically saying IKF has a better chance of getting a hit than Hicks. I kind of fucking love that, man. <laughs> I, I mean, love it, that quote. Aaron Boone does not say that if Aaron Hicks doesn't a week earlier say, I don't even know my spot on this team. Like you could tell Aaron Hicks came in rocket arm. You know, he was gunning guys out all over the place. Free Tommy John. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like when he first came in, he's playing plus center field. He's exciting. He, you know, he'll switch hit. He draws walks. He, he was doing a lot of those like nineties, early two thousands professional at bats that helped the Yankees win. Right. Then he gets hurt. He's sent home. They tell him to shut down. He shows up for the playoffs, which I still think, even though he had that Verlander home run, throws off the vibes a certain amount to for the team. And then just like it was always the back and golf. And he hasn't done a lot to help himself. And I don't know. Maybe I've missed him. But I haven't seen the articles about how Aaron Hicks is reinventing himself every offseason. He's never shown up and gotten the article of best shape of his life. I never see that. And when you do that and then you complain last year, complained about not getting enough opportunities when he got more opportunities than he had ever gotten in his career. And then to I mean, he he had a shitty spring training. Like, it's not like he went out there and put up a Volpe like spring training. Now they wanted to give him the job. They They wanted him to win the left field job. And he just couldn't even come close to doing that. Yeah. Yeah, he played 130 games last year. His previous high was 2018 at 137. He had 384 at-bats. Previous high was 480 in that same 2018 season. But, like, you just haven't, you know, you got opportunities last year. You've got, you got opportunities in spring training. It would have been easy if he went out there and played decently in spring training. IKF oh, yeah. would have never picked up an outfielder's glove. No, no. And look, IKF willingly picked up the outfielder's glove and Hicks went and whined. Um, yeah, that's that. And that shows like their difference in attitude. Perfect. perfect and you contrast. think about like that and like Cabrera, sometimes you see um, like the beat reporters will tweet about it like before games. He's going out to the field with four gloves. He's got a glove for shortstop, a glove for third base, a glove for the outfield, and he's got a first base mitt. He's fun to watch. And, dude, he made that diving play Saturday night, and he gets up and flexes. He just fucking loves playing. He's excited to play baseball. There are people who it feels like lose track of the fact that you're playing Major League Baseball for the New York Yankees, and you're making a couple thousand dollars a day and a per diem, and you're staying in five-star hotels, and, you know— you're set for like generational change. Sometimes you marry Tiger Woods, niece and you just, your back hurts. 
it's, it's sad, man. And it, it's him and him and Donaldson are clearly the weak links. I, I did want to jump back to Donaldson. Yeah. Bo- Boone was super gung ho on him in spring training. Boone's doing the thing where, you know, he's pretending like we don't have eyes. Oh, he looks great. You know, he's he's he hits 100 in spring training. He's talking about how he's going to have a big year. His first hit he ever did with talking Yanks. He said, Donaldson's my guy who's going to have a monster year. So we're sitting here. Donaldson has a 176 OBP, a 125 batting average. He's already got negative war. This IL stint is helping us a little bit. But my question to you is, what is the date? He's still hitting 125 that they cut him. Is it is it Memorial Day? Is it July 4th? Like, are they still going to trot him out there in August? Like, at what point is Boone going to admit defeat with him? I think they will hold out to see if, like, so you can you can release him and you got to pay him twenty five million dollars. Right. Or you wait for someone's third baseman to get injured. And you eat. Twenty of the million dollars, you know, you you get more than yeah. the minimum. Because there's just not like there's not someone on the bench who like we really need. You know, like obviously I want DJ to keep playing. And I think that as a result, JD is, you know, like when he comes back, who you who are you going to sit? Fucking DJ? You're going to sit Glaber? They bat like him Glaber's fifth. It's not, like they, even when he plays, he should be batting eighth or ninth and they're hitting him fifth. It it killed to go from Stanton to him. First of all, it's terrible protection. Yeah. Stan, like it's hurting Stan and it's just it kills the flow of the lineup. Like my dad calls it like a rally killer. Like if I had a shitty kid on my little league team, be like, oh, you know, Joey's a rally killer. And that's yeah. how I look at Donaldson. Like he just kills rallies. Yeah. At 37 years old, like that shoulder doesn't get quicker. And that's been the issue. I don't have issue with Boone defending Donaldson, though, because you've got the contract. It's early in the season. He's not out. There. Donaldson isn't out there saying, I don't know my role with the team. Like He's not being a jerk off about it. And he's a guy who's like historically been a jerk off, but he's been playing nice. So, I mean, what are you going to you know, it doesn't help the team at all to say bad shit about him or say we don't expect a lot from him. Boone also didn't trade for him and agree to pick up $50 million. That was, that was Mr. Cashman. So he deserves the blame for this. Not Boone, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, and I get you try to hype your guy because Josh Donaldson has eyes and ears too. Like I'm sure. Cause there was headlines. I don't know how online he is. If he's on Twitter every day. I mean, he has an account, but you know, That was all over the place. Boone says he's going to have it. And like John Boy is as much of an influential Yankee thing, I think, as the Yes Network. This point, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, if I hear – if Jack Curry tells me – if I hear Jack Curry say, oh, I talked to Boone and he thinks that, you know, Donaldson's going to have a good season. Or if I hear John Boy say it's the same thing at this point. It is. It is. I just it it sucks because, you know, he's going to come back. He'll suck for three weeks and Boone will have the excuse of always oh, getting his timing back. You know, it's like this injury almost gives Boone another crutch to keep running him out there. And he'll have an excuse for why he's you know late on 92 mile an hour middle middle fastballs. That's that's what's frustrating. And, and again, his spot in the lineup is frustrating. We always we record Mondays and I think a lot of times we'll just talk about the weekend series. But it was great. It was great beating up on the Phillies. I thoroughly enjoyed that last week. Yeah, no, that was nice. And, you know, going into uh, going into Easter, having to see my in-laws who like, you oh, know, right. Who don't give a shit about baseball until the Phillies are in the World Series. And then they're the biggest fans in the world. I'm really battling some sun issues here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the time change and everything. I got to close those blinds. I've been like moving my head a lot. Yeah. I yeah. think this isn't a YouTube show. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, beating up on the Phillies when you live in the Philly area, especially after, you know, they just went to the World Series and we clearly did it. It, You know, that's something that you're going to have to you're going to hear about. And, you know, your in-laws only ask you how the Yankees are doing when they've already searched it. Like I have a I have a client. Who um, we were on a Zoom. Right. And he had said something leading up to was like, oh, baseball started like knows I'm a big Yankee fan followed me on Twitter 
And, uh, you know, he said something before the season started, like, oh, so how the Yankees going to be? And I was like, ah, give him like the quick thing. Then uh, we were on a call last Wednesday and he had to like he was like, yeah, let me just show you what I'm talking about. Screen shared. And the tab next to it was MLB standings. This guy, this guy lives in Louisville, Kentucky. He doesn't give a shit about baseball. <laughs> I was like, you, you pull that up. Just he was like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to see, you know, if you're in a bad mood and I see this, then at least I know, you know, what's going on if they're not playing well. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, they only ask you. The Philly fans will only ask you if the Yankees are losing. They'll never ask you how the Yankees are doing. They're coming off a seven-game winning streak. Yeah, never. never. And, oh, my God, we talk, We have to talk about the announcers. The Phillies announcers, it's funny because Philly fans really enjoy John Cruck. He says we. He says, like, come on, get under it. Like, he, he sounds like you're watching with just your uncle that's like a fan. Like he's the least professional announcer I think I've ever heard. He's talking about his pens. They took his pens out and he's all oh, my, I named this pen William, you know, like William Penn. I'm like, yeah. please, please stop. I, so I always liked John Cruck, especially like early in his media career or like, you know, I was in college when Chase Utley got called up and there's, okay. you've seen the video of like, it's maybe like five games into Utley's career, like in the big leagues. And uh, they call him into the manager's office and Kruk is there. And he's just like, hey, man, like, where did you like, how did you get here? And he was like, well, what do you mean? It's like, like physically, like, how did you get here? Like, did you take a train? You drove like whatever it was, he said. And he was like, all right, here's the issue with the league office, because you know, you came on a plane and then da da da. And I forget like the exact details of it. He was like, you weren't properly added to the roster. So like now we're going to have to forfeit all the games that you've played in, like the five games that you've played in. And we won like four of them or whatever, you know, and as the like league liaison to the team or whatever, and at least just like crushed. And he's just like, and Crock is just like, you really think they put me in any kind of power to like have these conversations? <laughs> and like, that's fun. And every, and there was recently a video where Crock was like going through the training facilities. He was like, yeah, we used to sit on that table and just drink beers. These guys have all like the medical stuff. You give me some of that stuff. That's great. You give me nine innings of the Crocker. There's not a pitch clock fast enough. It was brutal. And it's like the, oh, I forgot my wife's birthday because I was golfing with the boys eating a sandwich. Like, all right. It's man, a lot it's of funny. It's like, a lot of very lazy humor that shouldn't play in a major market. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I could see him in, you know, doing West Texas high school games or something. But this is like this is the Northeast. It's Philly's still a big market. It is weird. And the static. Dude, was it the first game or the second game where they just had static I mean, it was pouring through? Oh, my God. Get it fixed. And it was like we knew that the game was coming. We had recorded the podcast. I put my kids to bed and then someone tweeted at us like, good luck listening to the Phillies now. So I was like, shit, I totally forgot about that. I forgot that that was going to be a thing. And then even the second game, it was advertised like on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah. But I couldn't get it. Had to had to watch the Crocker again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's like um I don't know, like you just had you work in software and you just had a kid. And a lot of times it's mostly like sales guys. They always have like, oh, well, your life's ruined. And like they play into these like, yes, old tropes because they're just like not interesting people. Right, right. And that's what Kruk does on a yes. broadcast. It's all. Yeah, it's all cliches. Yeah. Life's no. over with the second baby. <laughs> you know, it's the kind of guy who just goes, oh, well, one pussy for the rest of your life when you're getting married. Like just that. Low hanging fruit, not creative at all, not interesting. No, no, that, that's perfect. That's that's exactly right. And they were whining. They were whining about the umpires, especially. It was funny the Cole game. Like they were basically implying that the the strike zone was the reason. And no, it's because you you guys have one hit against Garrett Cole. It's yeah. not the umpires' fault, guys. Like, yeah, get the fuck over yourself. There are times when, like, yes, the umpires definitely play like a factor. Or there are bad calls, but like you guys are getting mowed down. Like you're a bad team. You know, you didn't have a win yet. You guys are a bad team. <laughs> no, yeah, it was fun. It was fun beating up on them. And now we have the Guardians, little uh, ALDS rematch. I always have to be careful. I don't use the I word. You know, I have to I got to I got to be careful We're playing the Guardians, the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, the <laughs> Cleveland baseball. team. Yeah, I mean, I think like this is a. 
you know, I liked opening the season against the Giants because they're not a very good team. And it was, you know, it's a different, you know, it's a different team you don't normally get to see. So there's some excitement around that. Then you play the Phillies who like, you know, it's there's an extra special meaning for us. But also, you know, to a certain extent, they're a team that was just in the World Series. Their best player is out. Um, they just had guys playing well in the WBC. Schwarber is always going to be the one that got away from me. I w- I've wanted Schwarber so many times. And I think just we like, asked for him in the – we wanted him instead of Glaber, I, I believe. I, maybe. For the Chapman trade. But there were just like times like when he was a free agent. And it's just like we could just get this guy. He just signed for $10 million with the Nationals. Like let's just get him. Um, yes. so like, you know, you play the Phillies, you get to beat up on them. You go to Baltimore where like, you know, you're going to see, like, they're going to, they're up for that game. It's their home, you know, home opener. You win those three series. Great. But now we're going to play the guardians and the twins who are both like decent teams competing for the playoffs. We just saw the guardians in the playoffs last year. These are teams that due to, to a certain extent, strength of schedule in playing in a weaker division than us. We're going to be like competitive with. We're probably going to have similar records. These are teams that are going to win 85 to 90 games. So let's get out there. And it's a little bit of like, let's see what we got. You know, we don't want to play the Astros right now. No, no, we're still getting our feet wet. Although it is weird. We play the twins seven times in April. We play them four times this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. And then we go to Minneapolis, April 24th through the 26th. And then kinda, that's probably it. weird to me. Yeah, then then we won't see them again. That'll you be run into that sometimes, though, where it's like, you know, when we would just play like Oakland, where it's just like you bang those out in like the same month. You know, because the same way, like today's game matters just as much as September 18th, April, July, whatever. You, sometimes you just get all those games done. You know, you don't see a team till July and then you don't see them again after that. Yeah. It's, and the schedule schedule is obviously different this year. They're going to have. So I think. They're going to rest judge either the 16th or the 18th because they have an off day, the 17th. And I know they like to double up with his off day. So he'll rest one of those days. They have the they have the Guardians, Twins, Angels, but then they have three at home against the Blue Jays. And I think that series is going to have a lot of juice. Blue Jays talked a lot of shit in the offseason and we only play them 13 times instead of 19. So to me, like all of our regulars have to play all three of those games. Don't load manage during these these tough interdivision games when we only have 13 of them instead of 19. Yeah, I think they probably rest Judge. If Judge plays all these games, yeah, you rest him the Sunday. 16th, him, yeah. Yeah, you give him a Sunday off, then he get and it's a day game, maybe yeah. even DH him on the Sunday. Or no, on the on Saturday. Yeah, and then give him like an extended DH yeah. him, give him Sunday off, Monday off, and then you're not playing until a night game on Tuesday against the Angels. That's yeah. a, good, a good little system. Yeah, it's like taking off the Friday before Memorial Day weekend. It's like, you know, just yeah, just add on to it a little bit. No, they got a lot of lot of home games, a lot of home games in April. These are all these are all winnable, although these pitching matchups, the fact that we have Herman going against Shane Bieber Monday night and then I think Wednesday is Clark Schmidt. Like I don't know if they're taking two out of three from Cleveland. It's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to have to get picked up by the team you know you want to my big thing has always been which is win series if you just keep winning series you're going to be fine um and if we can keep winning series you know you keep yourself in that's how you don't lose the pennant in april so at a certain point something's got to break our way whether it be herman goes out there and can give us like five good innings and you know we have three run ball and we just happen to score six that night you know maybe that's what it is yeah, but even if they lose two out of three against Cleveland I, and they take three out of four against the Twins and they have, what, a four and three week, like I can I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather take two of three. I'd rather win them all, but I'd rather take two of three and three of four or two of three and two of two and just like not lose a series. Gotcha. Because I okay. think there's something I think there's you something like that mentally. I like that mentally okay. of like we went out there and we won this because like. I think like Joe's McFly bunch will say it like the season is 162 one game seasons. I think it's a bu- it, it, the season is whatever it is, you know, 30, 40 series. And you just want to win more series than you lose. I agree. Hey, they're, they're six and three. They're doing it. Are you going to any of these twins games? You're going to go this weekend? 
so I was thinking about going to the Twins game, but um, because of the weather, the tulips at the local tulip farm sprung early, and they're not going to make it through the end of April. So they're really been sending emails that this is the last, the last good weekend to get out there. And you know, as a girl dad, and you know, a good husband, as my daughters are at the door of my office, just like face pressed against the glass, like. What's daddy doing? Um, we got to go and take pictures with the tulips and all that stuff. Like, my, you know, hey, they got a beer garden there. Okay. And yeah, yeah it's your- not just – it's like okay. it's in the next town from mine. It's a 10-minute drive. They bring in food trucks. They have a beer garden. You walk through. You pay like $10 for every 10 tulips, all different colors. The girls get to pick some. Mom gets to take some pictures. You Have threw me off so hard when you were when you said when I heard weather, I was like, all right, it's going to rain for the game. He was looking. No, it's going to be beautiful. Nope, weather. Tulips, yeah. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful at Dalton Farms in, in Logan Township, New Jersey. Um, Tino Martinez bobblehead night is Friday the 14th. That actually that would be one that I wouldn't sell on the train. I'm a grown man. I don't need a fucking bobblehead doll. I'm not going to carry a thing like that's. I'm, you're never going to get me at uh, a game where they're giving something away that I have to carry that I'm going to be like, this is cool. I want this. I have tickets. So I didn't even realize this. I have tickets Friday. It's May 12th against the Rays and it's like Star Wars Day or Anthony Rizzo Star Wars. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, all the weird Star Wars. That's all gonna... the fucking dorks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. I didn't realize I, that when I bought it. <laughs> I did just see. Earlier today, and I was going back and forth with some people on it on uh, Twitter, like the um, the the White Sox have a um, they're doing on April 15th. 1993 AL West division champs crew neck. (laughs) I need the Yankees to do this, but like no World Series. Give me like. 97 wild card winners like give me all the like don't give me anything that's a world series give me the 98 like alcs champions just get, start doing like retro things i mean it's got coca-cola on the sleeve like any one of those things but like i don't know it's a pretty cool like thing first 15,000 fans only sizes medium and extra large that's that's funny. Well, you know what? As somebody that worked at a wholesale clothing distributor, I understand that. It's much easier to just say, I want 10,000 mediums and 10,000 XLs. And yeah. Stuff. Trying to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Phillies did. They had a ceremony and they gave out uh, second place rings yesterday. I see, saw a lot of people angry about that. Well, no, I mean, every team does that. If you get to the World Series, you get a like uh, we, league championship. We, ring. I can guarantee the Yankees never had a ceremony day giving out pennant rings. There's no well, way. We win, we win a shit ton of World Series. Like the Astros, when they lost in the World Series, they did it. And you know what? I remember the Rays doing it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, like we, you, we've just never done it, though. Yeah. I, I mean, because well, we be. haven't lost the World Series since George Steinbrenner died. Right. Oh, three was the last one. Like Love. you think if we didn't go if we went to the World Series either last year or you know 2019 and we lost that fucking Hal wouldn't do that. I well, don't he think might they'd have, have a day a celebration day for it. No, I mean he maybe maybe the players would get like rings you know on the side under the tape from the league, but I don't think the Yankees would have a second place ring ceremony day. I I, I don't see. I know we've fallen like our standards have fallen a little bit. I don't think they've fallen that low maybe i'll be maybe we'll find out and i'll be wrong i don't know our fan base has gotten pretty low like i could see some people complaining that we didn't do it <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool like i buy uh, a fair amount of like vintage t-shirts like let me tell you a 2023 extra large and a 1996 extra large are two totally different sizes like oh, dramatically different sizes um yeah, I buy like some old shirts like that. So I think if they did it, I think it would be really cool to be like 97 wild card. Thing. I think people would enjoy that. <laughs> 97 wild. And you think it's just more like a gag? Like you just think it'd be funny? Because you're yeah. a World Series or bus guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think it'd be funny. Like I think people would come out as you're trying to get people out to the stadium. I'm not saying you do this on a Saturday. They're doing it on a Saturday. You do it on a Tuesday 
or something just like to get some extra people there. Like that'd be funny. You get some young bros who are just like, yeah, I'm going to wear this out to a frying pan or whatever school in New York now. <laughs> the vintage, the vintage is, uh, is coming back. Yeah, dude. I think that'd be fun. Uh, better than I like, I don't really look at the promotional calendar, but I don't know. I just see like, yeah, well, Girl Scout Day. What are you, are you guys giving something away? <laughs> it's yeah. gotten better. Like, it's gotten better. They do. All right. Tino bobblehead. That's good. Short sleeve hoodie night. Ooh, that's right up my alley. Uh, presented. Healthcare oh. workers appreciation. There's I don't know four what, of those. Oh, uh, I guess I thought they were giving away like Yankee scrubs. <laughs> that's what I thought. Cause he's got a little like thing of scrubs. First related police special ticket required. Yeah. I don't know. Like the promotional stuff. Let's just start giving out full size bats again. Yes, yes. Well, they they brought those back a couple of years. Now it's all about these superhero and start like Derek Jeter, Captain America, superhero night bobblehead. Why can't it just be a regular Jeter bobblehead? What? What? Like, what is this superhero thing? Because somebody, whoever, like, who's the presenting sponsor for it? Marvel. Yeah. So Marvel probably has like a movie coming out that they're trying to promote. Oh, but it's presented by Delta. Okay. But it's Marvel Superhero Night. So it's like, yeah. So Delta. So here's the thing. So like I have my like book coming out next year, my children's book. And I named my dog after Susan Waldman. So so, yeah. so like one of the things that I'm working on, like with my publisher and my agent is find someone like Delta or PETA or something like that to sponsor children's book night or day or whatever, like a Saturday in September, 5,000 books, you know, first 5,000 fans, 12 and under. Oh, okay. Da, 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 da. Cause one, I get then 5,000 sales. So I'm a New York times bestseller yep. right away. You get to go uh, in the booth, maybe throw out the first pitch. And Michael K has to for weeks be like, make sure you come on out. Da, 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 da. Right. Okay. I see. I see the angle. See, now this all makes sense. Yeah. So now, like, you know, when it's Marvel, whatever, like they partnered with Delta. Delta wanted to sponsor a thing. Now, oh, Delta provided this, you know, branded thing. No one wants the Derek Jeter Delta bobblehead. That's true. Nobody nobody would get that. Yeah, no, this this Star Wars night is going to be I hope it's not too hope it doesn't take away from the game. I'm just going to ignore it all. But little little disappointed. The Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, you're going to you're going to be at a game. With a bunch of dorks. The good thing is when it's like Star Wars, the bar is empty earlier because people go in to get that. As long as you don't care about getting the bobble. Oh, no, I don't care at all about that. I've never seen a single minute of a single Star Wars movie. Yeah, like Anthony Rizzo, Mandalorian. I don't even know what that means. No, but, me neither. But good for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good for him. Good for all the people who want to get it. More beers for you. Yeah, no, it'll be. Oh, yeah, the lines. OK, this could be. Yeah, this could play to my benefit if I'm ignoring. Yeah, because yeah. I remember like um, Keith is a big bobblehead guy, so he used to get two tickets. He'd wow. go and get the bobblehead leave and then go back in for the game. That is when you can get free tickets. You do that. Uh, OK. And you know what they do is the concession lines might be shorter because they have like, oh, I want to go take a picture with one of the characters. Yeah. You know, they have like, it didn't see CC dressed up as, yeah, as one of them. Yeah. 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 All right. This could work to my, this could work to my advantage. There you go. It's all good, man. I know I'm, I'm optimistic though. Look, six and three, I really wanted to get off to a good start. They're not in a hole. I think I'll say they win. I say they go four and three this week. They'll either take two out of three and split or they'll, you know, lose one, lose two to the guardians and then take three out of four. I'd love a five. So. At, I'd love a five and two, but like, I'll take a four and three, just win this week. Just break it up into smaller seasons of trying to win. Pretty good. Oh, real quick. Uh, Rodon and Sevy. It looks like both through bullpens on Monday. I'm hoping so. I'm going second. I'm hoping Rodon is back by then. We'll see. Maybe I think, yeah, I had seen that Sevy through today came out of it. Good. Um, Rodon, I, I didn't see that he had thrown today. So he did two innings in the simulated game last week and then was going to throw again this week. You wonder like what the ramp up is. I mean, at this point was it one rehab, you know, 
I would I would vote no, but I think they'll do one. I think they'll do one rehab. I would say, dude, come rehab in the in the majors. Do an opening. Be well, an yeah. opener. I mean, Schmidt may determine that. Right, right. So Schmidt's Wednesday. So yeah, it's Herman Cole Schmidt, and then they haven't announced Thursday. So we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he's back sooner than later. Sevy, I, I don't even till I see him on the mound in a major league uniform. Yeah. He's not here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I like a little bit of positivity of like, yeah, it's going well. Like we haven't had a setback yet. It is very yet. <laughs> he threw 22 pitches in, in a bullpen and didn't have a setback. That is that is something because we've seen him have step back setbacks playing catch, bullpens, live bullpens, underground bullpens, rehab games. We've seen that setbacks at every level of a, a rehab assignment. So so far so good. Well, I think that's all we got for this week, right? Yeah, game, game starts in four minutes. Look at that. We timed that. We're like the pitch clock, man. We timed it perfectly. There we go. You can follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Uh, Nick said the games you'll see him at. I might try to go the 22nd. You know, we Ooh. got these tulips this weekend. Or 21st. We got these tulips this weekend, so can't swing that, you know, because they are blossoming. Um, but if you, if you see us at a game, that would be great. If not at a game, we'll see you at the parade.